Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You should join Craig Riley every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Garage Sports Trivia. Live on 93.7 The Fan Instagram. Brought to you by Precision Garage and BetRivers.com. Funny stuff they do on there. That's, that's a cool thing to watch. I just saw this... In between uh, segments, it was a, a little back and forth from Caddyshack where the kid says, I want a hamburger, no, a cheeseburger, I want a hot dog, I want a milkshake, I want potato chip. The judge looks at him and said, you'll get nothing and like it. Okay, there you go. One of my favorites. <clears throat> All right. Uh, joining us now on the fan hotline, which is brought to you by workers' compensation law firm of Hall and Capitas, is the 2020 champion of the Frank B. Fuhr Jr. Invitational, uh, Dan McCarthy. Dan, good morning. Uh, thank you for coming on with me this morning. Hey, morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Um, is, has the celebration stopped yet, or is it still ongoing? <laughs> Uh, let's just say it's still ongoing. It's blended okay. in with the 4th well, of July you. here today. <laughs> yeah, nice nice coming together, huh? Absolutely, yes. Well, um, one might look at uh, what you've done at the Fuhr, at least in 2018 and 2020, that um, you like to live dangerously, live on the edge. Um, in 2018, you were down by three with five holes to play, and you won. This time, you were down by three uh, in the during the front nine, and you came back and won. So, what's what's the secret with that? Um, I think this year was a little bit different. I kind of I kind of went out and got it on the back nine. I I shot three under on the back nine, and uh, you know that helped me to really catch up and ultimately win. Um, I think in 2018, I only, may have only shot one under on the back nine. I can't remember, but I had a little bit of help. Um, David struggled a little bit coming down the stretch there. Um, so I think the difference this time was I kind of just went out and got it. Mm-hmm. And that you did. Um, but, you know, I got to say, after after being there for two of the three days, you and Dan Obremski, I mean, that was a battle. Um, you know, for I, I wasn't there Monday, but Tuesday and Wednesday, 
I'll tell you what, you guys really put on a show in my mind. Yeah, he he played spectacular golf. Um, you know, he, he was up on me for, I guess, like you said, like about twenty-seven holes. I think I finally, mm-hmm. I think I finally tied it up on eleven, the eleventh hole on Wednesday there in the final round. So, yeah. um, you know, he he played tremendous, um, tremendous golf, and the previous winning score, lowest winning score this year was nine under. He and I were 13 and 14, so, you know, by, by any other standard, uh, and any other year, you know, he, he deserved to win and would have left the field. And, um, you know, it was a shame that one of us, uh, only one of us could come out on top. That's the nature of the game, however. Um, that is true. So, and I know, before I ask this question, I know that, you know, for winning, get you $40,000 and for a guy who's um, playing on the Corn Ferry Tour and, you know, almost made got his card last year to play on the PGA Tour, what does winning this mean to you overall in your career? Well, you know, the winning on a venue like that says that you can uh... – you know, says that your game is in a great place and, and you can win just about anywhere. I mean, the field club is extremely difficult, uh, especially on and around the greens. You know, there's a lot of slope and the greens are fast. Um, and besides that, I, I hit a lot of fairways, a lot of good tee shots. Um, so, you know, it, it tells me that, uh, you know, my game's ready to go out there on the corn ferry tour and, and do some big things. And, you know, hopefully I can use it as a springboard uh, this summer to, to kind of get things going. And coming in, had you been playing, um, you know, well on the Corn Ferry Tour? Uh, let's see. We'd only we played three weeks in a row uh, after the restart, and I'd missed the first two cuts, um, but made the cut the third week, which was the week before the Fuhrer Invitational, and, and felt like I played better than my finish. I finished tied for 52nd, which, you know, normally is, is really not a successful weekend, but um, considering the prior two events, uh, which were missed cuts, you know, uh, and it was a pretty bunched-up leaderboard out in Utah, so, I, you know, I think one or two shots, and I would have been in a tie for 25th as opposed to tied for 52nd. So... It did feel like my game was trending coming in to the Fuhrer. Now, we hear all the time about how a win or a performance will be a springboard or or you'll be able to take that momentum with you for the next week. Is that really... Is that really a thing, or is that just something golfers say? No, I, I think it's a real thing. You know, we're all, um, I guess we're all a little sensitive from time to time with our, our level of confidence, you know. Um, yeah. You miss a couple cuts in a row, and you're all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on with my game? Um, so it, it takes um, positive results to kind of earn the trust back. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, 
it's hard to get that confidence without seeing good shots and good results kind of over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, that was something I was able to do. I think I went through my round just in my head, uh, there in the, uh, the final round on Wednesday. And I think I hit 17 out of 18 greens and probably 10 or 11 fairways off the tee. I mean, it was, it was a really, really good day of ball striking for me. And, um, you know, that's, that's something I'm going to remember moving forward. Now, there's no doubt you you hit the ball really well, and and, and Dan did it as well. Uh, he had a couple Aaron shots, and I got to ask you. We laughed about this two days in a row on 17. Dan hit his ball right, um, which is not the A spot uh, off the tee, but he there was a big tree up by the up by the green, and. Both times from the hay over there on the right side, he was able to launch whatever it was he was hitting up over the tree. And uh, Wednesday, he launched this big high shot, and it ticked a branch. It didn't hit it hard, just kind of glanced on it. And it dropped down, what, three feet from the hole? Um, those Those were two... You know, of those shots, you just say, "Wow, I wish I could do that someday." Yeah, yeah. The uh, let's see, the third round, the pin was in the back, so he had a little bit more room to to kind of hoist it over that tree and, and, and still keep it on the green. But the final round was a little bit shocking, you know, with that front right pin, which you know was yeah. guarded even more so by that tree. Um, you know, he he. It was hard for it was hard for me not to think. Okay, he hit it up the right. I'm in the fairway. He might yep. be looking at a bogey here, and I might have a two shot beat coming down 18. And then all of a sudden, he hits it in there to a couple feet and makes birdie, and we're tied. So it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you said, it was a battle, and and we both threw our our punches as many punches as we could there on the back nine, and that was that was. Mm-hmm. Quite a shocker, for sure. I mean, it was a great shot. Yep. Well, it was a pleasure watching you guys. Um, that was that was fun to watch, and I'm sure it was fun to play. And um, how many? When will you go back to playing on on the Corn Ferry? Uh, next week on Monday, I'm headed to San Antonio for for two weeks. We're at a, a TPC property down there that has two golf courses on site and. Uh, we're going to play both of those courses in back-to-back weeks. No, oh, kind of like the Memorial. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, that's cool. That cuts yeah. down on some travel. Say that again. Well, I said it cuts down on travel for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be very convenient. Well, Dan, I appreciate you coming on with me this early morning. Um, congratulations again for a hard-earned victory. And we will certainly look forward to seeing you um, next summer uh, over at the Field Club. Yeah, my pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thanks. Good luck out there on tour. Uh, We'll be watching. Happy Fourth of July. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thank thank you very much. All right, that was Dan McCarthy, who won the um, Fuhr Tournament this week. Um, Spectacular event. Great playing by he and Dan Obremski, and um, it was it was fun to watch that battle. Well, we've come to the end of the show. 
I will ask one more time that you be safe this weekend. Um, be smart. Let's do the best we can do. But bottom line, happy happy Fourth of July to everybody. And um, I'll be right back here next week from seven to eight a.m. And hopefully you will be too. you will be too. All right, that's you've been listening to the golf show on Sports Radio ninety three seven the